One cold winter evening, I returned home from a walk in the hills, and I found that all the doors and windows in my hermitage had blown open. When I had left earlier, I hadn't secured them, and the cold wind had blown through the house, opened the windows, and scattered the papers from my desk all over the room. Immediately, I closed the doors and windows, lit a lamp, picked up the papers, and arranged them neatly on my desk. Then I started a fire in the fireplace, and soon the crackling logs brought warmth back to the room. Tiknyat Han. You're listening to The Quieted Mind. When I first set out to make this episode, I wanted to make it a tribute to Tiknyat Han, who died one year ago this week. I planned to touch on some of the ways he said he would continue after his passing and talk about some of his teachings that have had the greatest impact on my journey, that have quite literally laid the path that I am on. Many of my talks and meditations on this channel are already accomplishing this tribute, and they will continue to. But as I was about to begin this episode, I found myself feeling tired, stressed out, and depressed. There are things happening in the political system right now where I live that affect so many people, my family included, in frightening ways that cause me to be very concerned for the future. And although one main tenet of Zen and meditation is to live in the present, concern about the future is often rooted in things that are happening right now. And so I found myself feeling helpless and hopeless believing there was nothing I could do to change the course of things. And yet, in the midst of this desperation, I decided to stop. I stopped ruminating on these things that are beyond my control, and I even stopped the production of the episode you're listening to right now. My closet has been a mess for months. Actually, it's been in a state of chaos for the better part of two years. Things that were quickly and carelessly thrown into random boxes, bags, and Rubbermaid totes as my family and I moved into our current home have been chucked in there and remained untouched except for a generous coating of dust. The clothes that were hanging in the closet, much of which didn't even fit anymore, were hanging at weird angles due to the chaotic position of all the junk that had never found a suitable home. So, I systematically went from the right side of my closet to the left side. I identified old shirts and pants that didn't fit and put them into a target bag for donation. I pulled out what sometimes seemed like ancient artifacts from another lifetime and either found another location for them or threw them away. I also cleaned out a corner of my office space that had accumulated various instrument cases, old photos, a ton of dust, and other random items, and relocated most of those things. And by the end of it, my closet was much better organized, and a few of the bulkier items from the closet found a new home in the once-cluttered corner of my office. And the added benefit of all this was, I actually felt better. Now, aside from a more navigable closet and cleaner office, almost nothing about my external circumstances had changed. But in turning my focus from the wind outside to what was happening in my own house, 
I was able to restore a sense of order and bring warmth back to the room. So, for those of you who are listening to this and facing external conditions that are causing apprehension and stress, I want to offer this meditative practice as something you can add to your Zen toolkit. Find a way in your own life to close the windows and doors, light a lamp, pick up the papers, and arrange them neatly on your desk. Start a fire in the fireplace and allow those crackling logs to bring warmth back to your room. For you, this could be a room or a closet in disarray like my situation. It could be a car that needs washing or a bathroom that needs a good cleaning. Maybe you need to mow the lawn or do the dishes. Find that thing. Stop everything else. Turn your focus to that one thing and do it, one step at a time. This isn't so much about getting chores done, although that's an added benefit. It's about stopping the wind of your thoughts, returning to the here and now, and entering a state of mindfulness. Thich Han said that there are two ways to wash the dishes. The first, he said, is to wash the dishes in order to have clean dishes, and the second is to wash the dishes in order to wash the dishes. He explains further by saying, quote, If while washing the dishes we think only of the cup of tea that awaits us, thus hurrying to get the dishes out of the way as if they were a nuisance, then we are not washing the dishes to wash the dishes. What's more, we are not alive during the time we are washing the dishes. In fact, we are completely incapable of realizing the miracle of life while standing at the sink. If we can't wash the dishes, the chances are we won't be able to drink our tea either. While drinking the cup of tea, we will only be thinking of other things, barely aware of the cup in our hands. Thus, We are sucked away into the future, and we are incapable of actually living one minute of life. End quote. So pick something to do, and do it mindfully. Be completely present for it. When doing the dishes, actually feel the cup or bowl in your hand as you wash it. When mowing the lawn, feel the mower as you push or ride it and pay attention to the lines as you cut through the grass. If you're cleaning out your closet, pick up each item and consider the best thing to do with it. Should I throw it away? Relocate it? Donate it? We may not be able to change everything at once, but most of the time, we can change one thing in the here and now. And that may just be the best way to start. Thank you for joining me. Until we meet again, may you be safe. May you be happy. And may you be free.